Bell Pinehead at the 300 metres, joined by Lightsaber and Mr. Mozart towards the middle of those. Running on now is Captivant and here's Animo below the 200. Lightsaber, Captivant, Animo moves up boldly though. Artorius is out late, but it's too late. Animo and Captivant stride for stride. Animo the stronger. Animo won the guineas from Captivant. Artorius, photo fourth. Lightsaber or Hitotsu or Forgot You. A gap to Preta turn. Then Tiger of Malay, Mr. Mozart. Yana's Daily Bugle, River Plate, Alpine Edge got tired, Knights Town and Zarel. Well, favourite backers were happy. Animo was the favourite and a well-backed favourite, $2.10. It's a, a stallion-making race, the Caulfield Guineas. It's a time-honoured race and Animo was a very, very worthy winner. Courtesy of a great ride by Damien Oliver. Ben Cox, of course, represents Godolphin. Always very kind with his time in terms of um, being with us on Past the Post and he's with us this morning. Vin, how are you? I'm very well, David, and you? I'm well, thank you. Ben Doris is with me as well. Just with Animo, uh, let's pay compliment to Damien Oliver firstly because it's quite amazing, isn't it? It's one year yesterday that this association started. Damien rode Animo in the debutant at Caulfield, one year down the track, winning the Caulfield Guineas on him. He paid compliment to the horse post-race that he's developed so well and that he's an athlete and a very, good, a very knowing horse. Yeah, he is. And good morning, Ben. But um, look, he's, uh, Damien, as it's well documented, he does a lot of work for us in Victoria. Uh, he works very closely with Reg Fleming and Sean Keogh down there. And uh, right from his very first start, which was in the debutante, and had a checkered run in running fourth or fifth, I think it was, and, and then he won brilliantly in the Merson Cooper. And right from there, um, Damien had a, an extremely high opinion of the horse um, and rode him in his, uh, you know, in, in his sort of latter part of his two-year-old career in Victoria. Um, and then when he came up to New South Wales for the Golden Slipper, well, we switched the jockeys around and he rode ingratiating in the slipper and uh, Rachel rode Animo. Um, but, um, but yeah, he, that's the first time he's seen him since probably Slipper Day um, in the flesh uh, because we only took him down here, down to Melbourne on Tuesday, oh, sorry, Wednesday, after working in uh, at Osborne Park on, on Tuesday. So, um, yeah, he, he rode him superbly. Uh, he was a very tough barrier drawer and just cool as you like uh, from a world-class rider. Um, yeah, we're very excited by the win, obviously. Vin, I love seeing a three-year-old in the Cox Plate. What influences your decision uh, in terms of this horse and whether he goes to the Cox Plate? And, and does the fact, I'm assuming not, but does the fact that Zaki got beaten yesterday have any influence at all on that decision? Um, look, I mean, we, we we did suggest, you know, that very early on we, we decided we were going to go to the Caulfield Guineas and, and if things panned out, then we'd very much take a look at, at the Cox Plate. And, um, you know, first and foremost is the horse's welfare. And speaking to Sean Keogh this morning, the horse has come out of the race really well. Um, so we'll have a bit of a chat um, in the next day or so as to whether we'll head to the Cox Plate. But um, uh, And then, obviously, we need to find a rider to, 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 to make the weight. So uh, a few things to play out, but um, don't worry. The, the, uh, the crosshairs are, are, are looking at that silver plate. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they are. And is the Cox Plate the only item on the agenda? Is is it a bridge too far to look at the Derby? Um, in regard to the Derby being a twenty five hundred metre race, um, just in terms of his value as a stallion, we've got him in the Derby just as a you know uh, you know just a, an option to have up our sleeve more than anything. 
probably unrealistic that we go to the derby, but, um, you know, the McKinnon is now two weeks after the Cox Plate, um, and it's a mile and a quarter. It's a Group 1, and uh, because they've moved the race, it, it, you know, three odds really gone through to, to the McKinnon, as far as I'm aware, so it's potentially on the radar. And that was a really uh, fast run race um, yesterday, Vin. Probably suited Animo in that respect. What, what were your emotions during the race? I mean, you obviously you knew he had a powerful finish to come. Um, did you think he was going to pick them up? Oh, <laughs> you know, your emotions in a race are uh, up and down, as we all know. And look, he, he just, to me, he looked like he was sort of switching on and off uh, in the run. Um, but once he got to the outside and and um, let down. You could see he was always going to reel them in. Uh, and Ollie was, I think, probably just conscious that he didn't want to get there too soon and, and be a sitting shot for, for Artorias coming out of the pack, which is what he was always going to do. And um, you, you mentioned the time. I, I believe it's the fastest Caulfield Guineas in history, um, which is a really, you know, I mean, it's a, a time-honoured race, as David said in the intro. And um, it's a proper race and, and, a, and a cult to win it in that sort of time. It, it's fantastic for the horse going forward. Yeah, 135, and the, the, the track record is Fields of Omar, of course, a Cox Play winner at 134.28. I probably, I want to come back again to, to Oliver, Damien Oliver. The impact or the presence that he's had on racing, particularly in Victoria, but certainly Australia-wide, I think sometimes goes unnoticed. We see Damien Oliver's, um, you know, win a race. We see him come back to scale. He never looks any different. He still looks like he's 25 or 26. He's got that boyish <laughs> face. But, but you've got to remember... And in terms of the Caulfield Guineas, let's just use this as an illustration. He won it 31 years ago, a horse called Centro, back in 1990. And in three decades, he's just been at the, at the top of his game all of the time, had a few hiccups along the way, but still riding in great form. I, I think sometimes the presence in, in, in Australian racing sometimes goes a little unnoticed with Oliver. And there's a good point, winning this race 31 years ago. It's not a bad, not a bad effort. I mean, 31 years is a long time. I mean, James Cummings, the only thing about this morning, James is 33, so he wouldn't remember Centro winning the, <laughs> winning the Caulfield it's Guinea. A good point. So, unfortunately, the three of us do. But, um, but, uh, but you know, Ollie's, he's a, you know, he is a world class rider and has been at the top um, in what's a very tough school here in Australia uh, all that time. Um, and you say he looks the same. Well, he has, he has changed slightly. He did have a nose job. So if you go back to the old photos, he, you had the big old <laughs> nose on him. Now it's, now it's slightly modified. But, uh, but yeah, no, he's, you know, he's an elite rider. And, um, yeah, he's, he's cool. He's calm. You know, he's, his experience comes out in races like that. And it's, it's great to be able to utilise an asset like that. Yeah, in, in terms of, uh, of the Cummings family, of course, Right for James' granddad Bart and, and James's father Anthony, riding group winners, of course, and, and now the connection continues with James. That's Animo. Uh, Polaly was very good in Sydney. Yeah, he was terrific. Uh, getting back to to, to uh, Ramwick, uh, getting to a, to a track that you know, played reasonably fair or played very fairly yesterday, which was great. Um, yeah, he was electric. He was scintillating, and uh, we were very excited by his win. And um, he's now four for four at Ramwick, and um, we've just got a couple of decisions to make: whether we, which way we which way we zig or whether we zag um, with him and uh, and work out his plan going into the into the carnival. You know, we've, again, he's a cult. Uh, he's got a great pedigree. Um, he's a horse that you know, we could potentially turn into a, a, a good stallion prospect if we land in the right races. Well, speaking of zigging and zagging, uh, there's not too much time to be zigging and zagging in terms of one race because the Everest is next Saturday. 
Yours is the only slot left. I imagine, well, I don't imagine, I know that you'll have to make a decision today or tomorrow. Yeah, we, and we will. We'll sit down tomorrow and have a bit of a chat. Uh, we did talk about Palalia earlier this week, whether we'd, we'd head towards the um, the Everest and not and, and leave the Roman Consul on the table, but we thought, no, that Roman Consul is very much a part of his plan, and, um, and he won that and won that well. Uh, trekking is obviously our, we've said all along, he's our, our, our number one sprinter, and uh, there's no reason to suggest we wouldn't, think or head that direction. I mean, he'll he'll run competitively as well. So uh, it's just a matter of we've just evaluate what we think will be our best chance in that race. And, and, and again, laying over the top of that, the future runs or races that we could go in with both horses, whether that's trekking or Pulele. And um, so... You know, and you just don't want to compromise the rest of the carnival um, around one race. So, yeah, we'll just sit down and have a chat about it. Vin, just generically, where does the sort of Everest sit in the in the grand business plan, I guess, for, for Godolphin in Australia? I mean, it's obviously not a Group 1 race, but it's a very important race. You've got your own slot. Um, you know, like, how how sort of far out do you start planning for, for an Everest? Uh, you know, what... Um, yeah, what are the, some of the some of the things involved uh, in in well, getting you know seeing as you've got your own slot and and the, just the importance of the race in general to Godolphin? Oh, look, it's a it's a it's very quickly it's become one of the pinnacle races in Australia without shadow of doubt. Um, it's only politics that doesn't allow it to have have a Group One uh, status. And um, you know, if the racing jurisdictions sat down and actually tried to thrash a few things out, we could get a long way and and progress the pattern and progress Group One status onto the Everest and uh, and things like that. But irrespective of it not carrying the Group One moniker, um, it is a, a race of significant clout. Um, not to mention the prize money, obviously. Um, but you know it's it's rated as the best sprint race in the world year in year out, um, so it does sit very much uh, in our uh, in our thoughts um, and our plannings around which horse we should go there. The, the consideration is is around horses or colts particularly that haven't hit that Group One victory, um, and you know racing against the elite sprinters the. Uh, you know the the first graders, the proper horses. Um, you know it's test match football out there. It's not park 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 rugby. Um, you know you've and you've just got to evaluate um, whether you go into that race and um, and and what what it might do for the rest of the the, the carnival in in terms of other Group One plans. And you know a horse like Palaley, he could go to the Manicado, he could go to the Coolmore or both. Uh, or he could go past, say, through the Everest to to the Coolmore, but you just worry what it does to his confidence if you get it wrong. Vin, thanks for your time. One more question just before you go. I'll squeeze one more bit of information out of you. You, you, You've got to make the Everest decision in the next 24, 48 hours. I would imagine the decision with Animo is not as urgent, but will you make that sooner than later, do you think? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, we've 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 got to commit to a jockey, and there's not many mm. jockeys r- running around that can make that weight. Um, so you know that you, you've got to put them in the mix so that they can uh, make their own plans around that. So um, so yeah, we'll probably you know, again let the dust settle. To use a well-known euphemism, um, and and just see how the horse is. And you know, if the horse is fitting well, it'd, it'd be unlikely we. Highly unlikely we don't head towards the Cox Plain. Good to hear. Congratulations on yesterday. And again, I, I, I do stress this. Thanks for your time. 
No worries at all, David. Good to chat. Nice to speak, Ben.